May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture is from Psalms 24, verses 1 and 2. The earth is God's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. God founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Boy, that hymn that we open with, slow me down, oh God, slow me down. So much going on these days. What a gift to be invited to slow down. So I wonder, when was the last time you got your hands dirty? Think about it. When was the last time you got your hands dirty? And I don't mean with oil from a car or metaphorically doing something unsavory. I mean dirty, with dirt from the earth. When was the last time you were outside and felt the earth in your fingers and some of it lingered in your nails? When was the last time you heard the birds calling out triumphantly, declaring their witness to another good day? When was the last time that you lingered in awe of seeing a wild animal going about their life without another care in the world, completely unaware of the current political spectrum. (laughs) Beloved, if you're anything like me, before I began serving this congregation, it might be months before I would ever feel those things, if I'm being completely honest, maybe even years. For so long, so many of us have invented and crafted and developed systems of housing and luxury comforts to distance us from the act of tending to soil. We might remember our childhoods fondly when we would stay out till the streetlights came on, playing, exploring in the fresh air, and sigh as the memory fades and we find ourselves indoors more often than not. And I believe that's not a byproduct of growing up. Gardening or even farming isn't taught in most public schools. Recess is seen as a break from learning instead of a vital part of it. Yet many schools began as a place for children to be until they were old enough to work on the family farm. Those same family farms are now being bought by large corporate interests who modernize them to increase productivity and disregard the needed fallow years for the soil to recover. We are racing to grow and develop, but not crops, not food, for the hungry, not beauty 
to be admired. We grow corn to feed cows, raise to be slaughtered, more than we grow food to feed children. This is American culture in 2023. Our cities have been given to cars. Roads clog and get expanded, and clog again and get expanded again, because it can enrich more people to sell cars and roads than support public transit systems. There was a time in the not-too-distant past when major cities all had, we call them light rails now, what they call them back then? Street cars, trolley cars, what happened to those? Torn down. Make way for cars. Children who grow up in cities, especially black kids who have been redlined and born into generational oppression, grow up without trees, without bushes, without soil. We heard this from Pastor Alika a few weeks ago at our adult ed. This happens today in our progressive, eco-friendly state of Minnesota. Imagine how it is in places that aren't as eco-friendly. Children growing up without trees around them grow up without birds around them, or butterflies, or fireflies. They naturally turn to iPads and Playstations and cell phones. What else is there besides the entertaining technology that permeates all aspects of our society and allows us to disassociate from the depressing view of being indoors and surrounded by concrete at all times? Many of us Americans don't know this land was taken from the Dakota people. We now, we now at St. Luke find ourselves owners of this land because our colonist ancestors decided to own land was something people could do and should do. For generations, the Bible was used to justify subjugation of the earth and its indigenous peoples. As we heard from Reverend Dr. Carolyn Pressler, who preached on this during that same adult ed a couple of weeks ago that is going to be on our YouTube this week. Go look for it. Subjugation of the earth is an erroneous and gross misinterpretation of the original Hebrew. I will say that again. Subjugation of the earth is an erroneous and gross misinterpretation of the original Hebrew. For as we heard from our psalm today, the earth is God's not ours. In Genesis, we are put here to shepherd the land. Many interpretations say we were put here to have dominion over the land, as though we must subjugate it to our will. No. Shepherd the land. Tend to its needs. Care for God's creation. That is what the ancient Israelites taught and believed and lived. And somewhere along the way, it was all lost. But not by all. One member of our congregation, and I'm sure many others, 
But this one member of the congregation who I spoke to in preparation for today's sermon is Mary Malatki. She couldn't be here today. But she's on our grounds restoration ministry team. And she remembers her father preaching on the same subject to her family every day. That we are to be good shepherds of the land. Not have dominion and subjugate it. Each summer, he would take a young Mary and her family camping, where she, at a very young age, was challenged by nature. Challenged in a way that no electronic device ever can. iPads, we can put down if they get a little challenging. But when you're in the wilderness and it starts to rain, it's a challenge to get the tent up. Yet you do it. You push on. You find a way. You make it happen. You grow and are made stronger from simply being outside. I believe we as a culture are discovering this again. I mentioned that recess is seen as a break from learning and not critical. However, we have many wilderness schools in our state. I'm looking forward to maybe getting my kids signed up for a wilderness preschool where the entire day is spent outside. Because here in the time of the seventh fire, as Miss Day referred to it last week, we have a new way open to us. We can choose to give up the comforts and routines that have scorched the land for generations. The holy energy of the cosmos are primed for us to make this shift. If we would but choose to do so, choose to be brave and step outside and linger there and see what happens. Maybe get some dirt in our nails. As Bilbo Baggins, a beloved character from Tolkien's Lord of the Ring novels, once said, speaking to his nephew Frodo, it's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Here at St. Luke, we have chosen to be brave. Our back 40 was, was overgrown with invasive buckthorn for a generation. And we ventured out there. We lingered there. We got it removed. And we stayed out there. With our leadership from the grounds restoration team, we get our hands dirty. We invite others to get their hands and their pants and their shoes dirty. Our children are invited out to learn the rhythms of the soil and the garden and the sky. I will never forget being out there with a few five or six-year-olds who grew up in the city, turning over a big rock and hearing them scream and jump <laughs> as they saw millipedes and worms and beetles wriggling from the safety of the rock for the first time. What is that? They exclaimed. That is the world around us. 
if we would go and see it and stop and get our hands dirty under that rock and turn it over. That work inspired the transformation of our mural just inside the main entry, which reminds us that healing our world is how we get to healing ourselves. We are a part of this world. Our brokenness is tied to the brokenness of our world. We cannot escape it, for we are a part of it. And while our children play in the soil and discover the natural world, many for the first time, we grown-ups have the same opportunity. Many of us stop playing as we grow up. But there is a child's heart still beating inside all of us who misses fireflies, longs to feel the wind on our face, whose heart will soar when we allow ourselves to feel a drop of rain on our neck rather than running inside. It's okay to get a little wet, get a little dirty. And Mary recently did all of the above when she bravely tore out all of her grass. That's right. She was in a quiet suburban neighborhood, and she tore up all of her grass and was left with a large dirt patch in front of her house. And she sprinkled wildflower seeds all over it and then endured patiently the looks, the judgments from her neighbors. How dare she? Why would she? It looks so bad. I can only imagine what kind of gossip was going around seeing a wide dirt swath of land surrounded by the neatly cultivated grasses of her neighbors. The ones that are that look a lot like French aristocracies. <laughs> you know that's how we got grasses, right? In places where they're not native. I know grasses are native some places. Some places. Not Nevada. But when the flowers began to grow in Mary's yard, things changed. And one night, after that dirt had been given birth to a field of wildflowers, she recalls around 9.15 p.m., she looked outside and saw fireflies swarming her yard, swarming her front yard, which is now a wildflower sanctuary. The fireflies were only in front of her house. They were nowhere else in her neighborhood. Come and see an amazing sight, she would tell her neighbors. Walk by the house about 9.15. Feel that joy and nostalgia again of being a child and seeing the wonder of a night filled with fireflies. That time when life was more simple. Beloved, the good news is that life can be that simple again. 
Anne During, our longtime office administrator, will use up her accrued vacation time to take a whole week off. And with that week, she does not travel. She spends all day in her garden for an entire week. For a whole week. And for that week, life is simple again. And dirty. And so good. Perhaps you live in a place where you don't have a garden or a yard, or maybe you have an HOA or a group living situation and the grounds are professionally maintained at all times to cut any sense of wilderness out of the plants around you. Well, you're in luck because our back 40 is always available. <laughs> and you need not go it alone. Now that the weather has warmed, excuse me, thank you very much, you can join Mary and Anne and Don and Phyllis Kerr and Dennis Yockers and Judy Gregg and Sue Kirchhoff and Katie Williams and myself and many others who will be here tending to the soil and our plants and our yards. We meet up on the first Saturday of the month and the third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Our first gathering of the season is, in fact, this coming Saturday. Come on out. 10 a.m., there's usually coffee. Come play in the soil. Some call it work to pull weeds. But it is play, I promise you that. How many invasives can you remove this week? One? Seven? A whole bucket full? It's not work to be completed. It is play to heal our souls, to dig into the dirt. If you're doing it and your backs and your fingers get tired, pause. Stop. Go talk to someone else. See how they're doing. Maybe they need help with something. Grab some waters. Be and linger in this natural space, doing what is needed, both for the planet and for you. Wind, maybe? Squirrels? I don't know. God? Even if you come out to the backyard and simply sit on a bench or a log, maybe you don't even pull a weed, but you bear witness to creation. You linger outside and smell the air and hear the sounds. That is enough for one day. Maybe you can reconnect to another living soul in our community or connect for the first time. And then maybe the next time you come out, because it was, felt so good, maybe you get down there and you pull one weed. That's enough. That's enough. Maybe you find some trash and remove it. Maybe you connect with another person playing in the dirt or find yourself inspired to develop some other project on our grounds or in your own sphere. The Woods Restoration Project and its governing team isn't just about restoring our woods to a time before invasives. 
It's about restoring our spirit into alignment with the natural world and God's creation. And I am so grateful to that team, and I invite you all to come see what they're doing this Saturday at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.